because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. I have no explanation for what happened. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I have a high moral standard. I love you guys. I love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. I think it is time to demonstrate the full power of this station. We would be honored if you would join us. Good morning to you, and welcome to Benson and Those Guys. We're glad you've chosen to be with us. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by our friends at Town & Country Pest Solutions. The show highlights the stories and the people of faith. Though it's not a faith program with sports, it is sports programming with faith. You can find out more about me and those guys at our website, btgprogram.com. We also have archives of previous broadcasts and interviews there. That's btgprogram.com. We're also on Facebook, and we'd love to have you follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. Zach Greinke of the L.A. Dodgers was making news this week for something that happened a couple of years ago. In a new book, The Best Team Money Can Buy, which is an account of the Dodgers' 2013-2014 seasons, during a slump towards the end of the 2013 season, Don Mattingly called the team together to have a team meeting, and Zach Greinke randomly got up to be a stand-up guy taking care of sit-down situations. He says this, Some of you guys have been doing number two and not washing your hands. It's not good. I noticed it even happening earlier today. So if you guys could just be a little better about that, that would be great. Grinky then sat down. Seems a little random. But obviously it worked, because I don't know if it was that, but the Dodgers kicked it in the gear. They won the National League West and made the playoffs. But I think Grinky cut it a little short. I get it. You're worried about guys going number two and not washing their hands, but... Let's wash it no matter what we do in there. We all notice those people. We all are in the bathroom, and you've seen somebody come in, and then they go out, and they don't wash their hands. And you try to look for that person afterwards because you don't want to come anywhere in contact with them. You don't want to get near them. You don't want to make sure make sure you're not picking something up that they just set down. But good for Zach Granke and handling it on the L.A. Dodgers. It's probably best, though, that he didn't name names, right? What if he had? What if he had named names and you were one of the people reading the book and you come across a name of somebody that you just found out didn't wash their hands after going number two who also gave you an autographed item right about that same time or any time, really? Who cares? Do you sell that item? Do you get rid of the item? That autographed item from that player that you admired and you just found out is a non-washer. The eBay value just went down dramatically on that item. What if it was an iconic player? What if you found out that Mickey Mantle wasn't a washer? Or Babe Ruth wasn't a washer? Somebody you really look up to? Or what if it was Derek Jeter? Oh, now we're getting personal. Now we're really stepping on toes. Would that change your opinion of the player? Somebody you really looked up to, would that change how you feel about that player if you found out that they were a non-washer? Speaking of restroom activities... Pablo Sandoval of the Boston Red Sox got himself a two-game suspension recently for liking some photos on Instagram while in the bathroom during a game. Of course, Major League Baseball and most sports have rules against using electronic devices during a game, but he slipped into the bathroom. Does anybody really care? 
I know the rules are the rules. And he, and by the way, he admitted to it. He accepted the penalty. No big deal. He moved on. Well, actually, he moved on to the point of hitting almost 500 or right around 500 since that getting back from that two-game suspension. But you know a lot of you do it. You know you use electronic devices where you're not supposed to. And what's the big deal? He's sitting in the bathroom. He's got to pass the time anyway, so he looks at a couple of posts and likes a couple of photos. The hypocrisy in it is that so many people do it. They've got their devices out. They're supposed to be working. They're not supposed to be using those devices, and yet they are. And the timestamps work against you. Oh, the timestamp. So leave the poor panda alone to like his pictures on social media in the bathroom. In the NBA, does anybody want Luke Ridenour? On Tuesday, Luke Ridenour is a member of the Orlando Magic, resting well, thinking about the offseason. But Ridenour has one of these non-guaranteed contracts that are very team-friendly. So on Wednesday, the Magic traded Ridenour to the Grizzlies for the rights to an overseas forward nobody's ever heard of. The Grizz then turned around and dealt him to the Hornets for Matt Barnes. Now, the Hornets have traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder in a deal that brings back Jeremy Lamb. For those of you doing the math at home, that's four teams in three days. Just an update on something we mentioned on last week's show. Herschel Walker went on New York's WFAN and mentioned on the Boomer and Carton show that he believed he could still play in the NFL at the age of 53. So now Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn has called him on his bluff and invited him to training camp. Quinn says he's one of my all-time favorite players, and yeah, we have room for him. How cool would it be if Herschel Walker did that, accepted the invitation, shows up at training camp? Of course, a downside to that is having one of your young players schooled by a 53-year-old man. Not exactly a confidence booster. Of course, this is not your average 53-year-old man. This is a former Olympic bobsledder, an MMA fighter, one of the greatest running backs ever for the Georgia Bulldogs. This is not your average run-of-the-mill running back, but even so, being beat out by a 53-year-old man, or if you're that defensive back going in for a tackle and you get stood up by this guy, I don't think that's something you would forget real soon. I don't think it's something your teammates would let you forget real soon. Congratulations to Melissa Mayu, a member of France's national under-18 baseball team. Melissa's a 16-year-old shortstop and is now on the Major League Baseball's international registration list. What that means, she's eligible to be signed by a Major League team as early as July 1st. She's the first female player in history to make that list. Congratulations to Melissa. I'm not sure we're going to see her signed by a team just yet, but maybe I'm wrong. Somebody's got to be that first, though. She's the first one to make a list. Maybe her, maybe somebody else is the first one to get an invite to spring training. Maybe her, maybe somebody else actually gets signed to a low-level contract. Maybe her, maybe somebody else then gets on a major league roster and debuts in a major league stadium. You see, somebody's got to keep advancing it. Sooner or later, I think you will see a woman playing Major League Baseball. But are we, the fans, ready for a female player? I think that's the hardest thing for us. It breaks tradition. The league is probably more ready for it. The players are probably more prepared for it. There's a lot that goes with it, the whole locker room situation. But it's going to happen. It's eventually going to happen. Maybe it's Melissa Mayu, but either way, congratulations to her. And congratulations also going out to Mike Hopkins. It was announced earlier this week that Mike will now officially be the next men's basketball coach at Syracuse University. Hopkins has been an assistant to Jim Beheim since 1996, long been considered to be the successor to Beheim. Probably going to see him 
March, April, somewhere in there of 2018, as Beheim is expecting to retire following that 2017-2018 season. Certainly Hopkins has an advantage in having worked with Beheim all these years, but always tough to replace a legend. And finally, a Penn State Altoona softball player is discussing a plea deal. 20-year-old Caitlin Burge faces one count of misdemeanor simple assault and harassment for hitting a batter with a pitch during practice. Police say the crime took place in April and that the batter was hit in the left shoulder in retaliation for snitching on a coach who allegedly violated the school's alcohol policy. Now, I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. I don't know any of the circumstances other than what was just reported. But I know if there's a lawsuit involved because of a hit-by-pitch during a practice, then you all are high on the candidate list for Pest of the Week. Coming up later in the program, we're going to talk with Pavel Fizuk. Pavel is Rochester's own American Ninja Warrior. He'll be appearing on the program this Monday night on NBC. You're listening to Best of Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Best Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Father's Day has come and gone, and my daughter loves me very much. So for Father's Day, she got me a very sentimental gift, and it sits here in the studio with us. <laughs> From the movie Despicable Me, she got me a um, a fart blaster gun, to which Darren's nine-year-old mind <laughs> is just hilarious. completely occupied. You want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff never gets old and this might be the last time we're ever on the air because we just played a farting sound. <laughs> it mm. didn't make me laugh the NBA draft was Thursday night and there may have been changes as we record this but Darren the Knicks took Kristaps Porzingis what do you think the Knicks have, now I was excited I'll tell you for a little bit I'm watching the draft unfold Towns goes uh, number one to the Wolves D'Angelo, the Lakers take D'Angelo Russell. So that left Jaheel Okafor out there. Mm -hmm. And I thought with the 76ers already with Joel Embiid, already with um, uh, Nerlens Noel, that I thought there's a chance maybe they would take, they need points, maybe they'll take somebody, uh, perhaps a Moutier, maybe uh, the Croatian was Hazanja. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they would go in one of those guys. Even a Willie Cauley Stein, I thought, might be a good shot. I liked there. him coming up. Um, but they went with Okafor. I understand the pick. You're taking the best player available, mm-hmm. but they got three bigs. So I, there's no way they they can enter the season with those three guys. But for that time period, I was pretty excited. I'm like, he might fall, Okafor, that is, to the Knicks at number four. And then the Knicks took, I think, what they had to do. Yeah, this guy's 19. He's, what, 7'2", 230 pounds or whatever he is. He's a big guy, and he's pretty athletic. You know, he's got impressive athleticism. So, you know, I think you can you – can, he can gain some strength over time as he gets older. I mean, he's only again, he's only 19. This guy might turn out to be someone like a real strong player, but coming off the Knicks season that we just saw, as a Knicks fan, I kind of hoped for a, a bigger splash, someone that could help right away. Well, I think what you had, you, you're asking the Knicks fans to be patient. You don't have a first-round pick next, next year, and you're yeah. saying, be patient. What we just did is draft a guy that's maybe a two- or three-year pros, prospect. Uh, I heard a lot of analogists, analogists? I heard a lot of analysts say, this guy might have the best upside of anybody in the draft. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, he might have the best upside. This might be the steal of the draft, uh, but it's not this year. No. And without a pick next year, um, I, what are the Knicks going to do? There was some talk that maybe they trade him, move down in the draft, maybe uh, take Frank Kaminsky. He ended up going uh, to the to the Hornets, I think, at, at number, 12, number 9. I was glad to see the Knicks did eventually get another first-round pick. They traded away Tim Hardaway to the Hawks. They got the number 19 pick. They used that to get a point guard, which they needed in Jerry and Grant out of Notre Dame. I, it's hard for me to be patient right now because... Well, that's my point. We just saw the one of the worst seasons. I stopped watching Knicks games because they were so bad, and there was really no one on the floor you even wanted to watch play. It was awful, and now you draft a guy who's not going to be ready this year. and What, you're going to have the same team out there again this year? Now you got... One of the teams that I think really got a great pick, the Miami Heat pick in Justice Winslow, mm-hmm. I think the Heat have a shot in the East. Looking at the team, they have, they have a nice team. They can challenge Cleveland. I don't see anybody overtaking Cleveland at this point. There are some rumors, though, that Dwayne Wade's gone. There are those rumors. That, that, you know, Kevin Love has opted out with Cleveland. LeBron says he's not going to recruit him to back to Cleveland. Yeah, he didn't I, really fit, but I think he goes back anyway. Who knows? It doesn't go into Boston. I don't know why you would go to Boston if you're Kevin Love. Cleveland is the class of the East. Mm-hmm. I know the Hawks had that great season that they had, but are you really expecting them to be the class of the East? No, you're expecting no. Cleveland. I think Miami, this Winslow pick, I think is is terrific for Miami, and I think they can be right back up there. I don't know that they're ready to challenge for a championship already again, but I think that makes them very, very competitive. But then again, as a Nick fan, you're still looking down the road, mm-hmm. and and you've been looking down the road. For a couple years. of competitive years, but they haven't won since the early 70s. Even even two years ago when they were number two in the East, it didn't feel real to me. Like As, an, as a Knicks fan, I just it's always wait. Be patient. Please wait for us. We're building something here. But it never actually turns into anything, and it's getting depressing, honestly. I think I might have liked even Miles Turner out of Texas, who ended up going to the Pacers. Um, any of those big guys I liked. Um, but I think, well, I think if you traded down, 
Where did Turner go? Turner went 11. Kaminsky went 9. You could have traded down in the draft. Still got one of those guys and maybe had a few more picks or maybe put something in towards next. You get a pick, uh, another pick in this draft. But I don't hate what they did. I just hate having to be patient. Uh, Porzingis, I think, is, is is a very athletic player. He's got a great shot for a big man. Mm-hmm. But You know who I actually like a lot is uh, Trey Lyles. He who did he just go to? I just lost where he went. He went he went to the Jazz at that, number twelve, right, right behind Miles Turner. I like that a lot. He didn't really put up huge numbers in college, but look at the team he was on. I mean, Kentucky was loaded. I think he is one of the steals of the draft. Honestly, I wouldn't have minded if the Knicks took him at four. You can call me crazy, but I think he turns out to be a very solid NBA player. Now, obviously, the Lakers did very well. You were going to do well. You, if you were in that top three, you, mm-hmm. even the Knicks at four, I think, did well. But when you're in that top two, the Wolves taking um, Towns, that's nice. But are you really worried about the Wolves as a franchise? Never. No, you never are. They're, you know, nice, they, they, fine, take, you got the best player in the yeah, draft. Yeah, Wiggins last year, too, so they might be building something, but you're they still might, not but it's still, You're still not worried about Minnesota. You no. know, they're Minnesota. No. But you are worried about the Lakers because they're never down for long. The, the, whenever, the Lakers never seem, they recover so quickly. Of course, Kobe Bryant's getting older, but they have Nick Young there. They got Julius Randle there. Adding D'Angelo Russell. Uh, boy, they got better quick. I, I like him. He was not the safe the safe pick. Obviously, someone like Julio Okafor, someone like, uh, much safer of a pick. But this is the Lakers, so I'm going to assume it's going to work out for them. Everything always does. This guy's getting comparisons to Steph Curry. Uh, he averaged, as a freshman, 19-year-old freshman, he's averaging uh, this year 19.6 rebounds and about five assists a game. And he's got some a, a good shooting ability, 41% on his three-point attempts this past year. He's a solid player. He is tailor-made for Los Angeles. He's going to be a big star, and he's somebody that they can build a franchise around Mm -hmm. with Kobe reaching the end of his career. Mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell is somebody that they can can put. He can can put this team on their backs, on his backs, I should say. Yeah. And he can, I think he's going to be a star in this league. He's got, he has the potential to be something real special. And don't forget, they also have Jordan Clarkson, who started this year. He he played well at the point guard position, but obviously he's looking to take a, a back seat most likely this year. But still, they have some real strong talent in L.A., even with Kobe moving on in the next year or two here. So I, we, I like it. And we mentioned it earlier, the three big men, Noel, Embiid, and uh, now Okafor, in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, you, you got Michael Carter Williams there. Hey, somebody's got to go, right? Yeah. They got to package somebody and do something. They can't keep. How do you, you can't get them all in the lineup? No, I I don't know what they're doing, but Noel would seem to be the odd man out to me. But I, maybe not unless Embiid's be injury. Special. Maybe there's more to that Embiid injury that we don't know about. I. I don't know, but you get a, a player like Okafor doesn't come around very often. I can see you almost got to you got to go there, but they they're jammed like, in the front court. They are. They've, in the last few years, they've drafted a big man every year. Mm-hmm. I I was surprised that they took him. I, I, I like you. I was getting a little bit excited that Okafor might fall to the Knicks. I someone's going to get traded. There's going to be moves made probably before this this show even airs. So. I, I wouldn't mark down that all three of those guys are going to be staying 
in Philly. That's that's a luxury that no team can can even afford to have. And it may have been the fact that the Knicks had a first round pick, but this is the first time in a long time that I was really I was glued watching the draft. I was watching it unfold. I I I would I was excited by it. the NBA had me, and I'm kind of looking forward to the NHL one now. But um, the drafts are getting exciting to watch. They are. Um, they market it well. They market it well. Yeah, every single draft, even the MLB draft this year, I was, I was paying attention to, which I don't normally do. Only Zach does because he's a nerd. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Pavel Fizuk. Pavel will be appearing on NBC's American Ninja Warrior Monday night. You're listening to Best of Those Guys, brought to you by Town and Country Best Solutions. We've been telling you for a few weeks now that the G&T Youth Soccer is registering for both the 14U division and the extremely popular Happy Five division for ages 11 and under. Well, the 11U boys division is now full, and the others are filling quickly. So if you have a young soccer player who wants to play, get registered today. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 15th, continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited, and as we've been telling you, the program is very popular, so don't delay. Registration is now open at gntsoccer.com, gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. The program's been around, serving the community for over 24 years. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. G&T Athletics sponsors our phone line this month by which all our interviews call in. You can find out more about G&T Athletics and the many sports they offer for both youth and adults at gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info. And joining Benson and those guys now via that G&T Athletics phone line is Pavel Fizuk. Pavel is Rochester's own entry into the NBC's American Ninja Warrior competition. He'll be appearing this Monday night on NBC. Pavel, thanks for stopping by and talking with us. Oh, thanks for having me. How long have you been training for American Ninja Warrior? I'd say probably my whole life. Just didn't know that I was going to be on it. I guess I just kind of do weird things, just random. Anywhere I can find something, I just kind of do it. So I guess all that kind of prepared me for being on the show. You were a contestant on the program last season as well. Are you able to key in on that experience from last year to help you this season? Yeah, um, last year I was a rookie. Um, Honestly, it was a bucket list of mine that I never even in my wildest dreams thought, you know, I'd get a call to be on the show. Um, Threw my submission video together, got the call, was super excited about the opportunity. Being a rookie, I uh, I was put in the first group of people that went, and 
really didn't get a chance to see others go ahead of me and make mistakes and all that. And I guess when I went, I overlooked the balance part of the obstacle. So I was kind of like looking through that obstacle, you know, worried about, you know, the next thing, you know, things I got to do to conserve my grip strength, pull-ups and all that kind of stuff. And totally wiped out on the, uh, the third obstacle, which is the balance part. In watching the program, there seems to be a connection among, among the participants. Are you guys really all that close, or is that made for television? Actually, um, because we hang out so much, you know, backstage and uh, just uh, on the set and stuff, like, what you see on TV is one thing, but actually, like, waiting, staying up all night, uh, it runs the whole entire night so they can control, you know, the lighting and stuff. So we're there for hours and hours and hours. So we're we're forced to, you know, interact with each other. Competitors fall in. They're super, super nice. And they kind of share, like, okay, I would have done it this way if I had, a you know, another chance. So they're, they're super close because everybody kind of wants to be that first American Ninja Warrior. So they kind of share that their experiences and fails with everybody else. We're talking with Pavel Fizuk. He'll be competing Monday night on American Ninja Warrior on NBC. The entire course is designed to be difficult, but what, in your opinion, is the most difficult obstacle and why? Well, based on last year, um, the balance part for me, it's just a huge, huge mental game, and um, I guess just overthinking it and just having having a whole year to train for the balance part, and then, you know, hopefully... Hopefully I uh, pass that part. I, For me, it's going to be that balance part. I think the grip strength is there. Everything else is there. It's just more of like a mental game. What made you decide to compete on American Ninja Warrior? I mean, how did, how did you come to that point where you decided you can complete an obstacle course on which so many others struggle? Honestly, what they do on the show is kind of like everyday life for me as far as I challenge myself and I climb on things. And, uh, you know, watching the show, I'm like, I, I could probably do that. That's when I kind of reached out and applied for the show and made it on there. Pavel works for our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, and you guys do do some crazy things. I mean, what, what do you think is the craziest thing you've done? Well, every day has its own, like, challenges, and uh, you really don't know what you're up against, so you're kind of in the midst of it. So a lot of our techs get trained right on the spot. There's no, we don't sit in an office and study, you know, books or anything. You just kind of get there, you figure it out. As far as the craziest, uh, for me, um, I love dealing with bigger animals, like the raccoons and skunks and the bigger snakes and stuff. I guess... Uh, Getting sprayed in the face and eyeball by a snake that I was uh, trying to pull out of a cage. That's probably probably one of my fondest m memories here at Town & Country. The grand prize on American Ninja Warrior is a million dollars. What will you do with the money when you win? Go on a nice vacation. Um, my wife deserves a nice vacation. Just uh, She's been pregnant for the past seven, seven you know, months and then feels like seven years, but... And then just uh, having a two-year-old, it's just it's just draining and stuff. Just having a nice vacation to just kind of relax mentally, that'd be uh, probably the first thing to do. Pavel, in addition to being a ninja, you are also a believer in Jesus Christ. Can you share your salvation experience with us and maybe give us your testimony? Yeah, uh, my faith is, uh, is a big part of my life, and uh, I don't have any, you know, huge, big story where something huge happened. I grew up in a, uh, you know, your typical Christian home and uh, really didn't take my faith seriously, not because I didn't want to, because um, I guess 
I thought that growing up uh, in a Christian home, I was a Christian by default. So it wasn't probably until college where um, I kind of started, you know, actually taking it seriously. And because uh, I kind of really never associated with the people in my um, my high school too much. I was kind of, uh, you know, kept to myself and I was always busy doing stuff at home. And But um, in college, it just kind of uh, started thinking and... Uh, new group of people. I went to a different church before I went to the church that I'm at now, and the other church I was at really never, you know, emphasized actually knowing um, whether you can be saved or not. It was almost more like, you know, one day you're saved, one day you're not. So until I um, came to First Bible and heard the altar call for, hey, if you die today and, uh, you know, are you going to heaven? And are you sure? I mean, I couldn't raise my hand, and it kind of almost gave me this worried, afraid feeling. And uh, I kind of started researching that, that, you know, the Bible does talk about that these things are written that you may know that you are saved. So I, uh, I delved into that and figured out that it's not me going to church and me doing this. Because growing up, I, you know, I kind of went to church because that was the thing to do. I went to church because my parents told me to I went to church because, I mean, I didn't question it, but when I finally uh, switched or flipped or something and I kind of started thinking for myself and that's when I kind of realized that, hey, salvation is a gift and it's not, you know, something something that I do because then I would get credit for it. So that's, that's my, uh, I mean, that's my simple testimony right there. Is there one person or maybe two people who've been the most influential on your spiritual life? I would say my mom. She was the greatest example, just living her faith out. I mean, uh, coming from a, a Russian home, we're not like the you know lovey-dovey, you know, hugs and kisses. You know, we have that tough love. So it was more of seeing it played out in, in my mom and just uh, having her day in and day out, you know, the daily grind and, and doing all that and not complaining and all that stuff, I kind of realized there's something different about her, and she always emphasized being a Christian and doing the right thing and all that stuff, so I uh, I grew up looking up to my mom. I know you mentioned your wife is pregnant. That's going to be at the top of your list when I ask you this question, but how else can we pray for you? Well, yeah, uh, that uh, got a lot of stuff going on. I have... Um, I have a brother who's getting married right around the same time as my wife's delivering, so I guess a huge prayer would be so that maybe those two kind of don't butt heads, you know. We've been talking with Pavel Fizuk. He'll be competing Monday night on NBC's American Ninja Warrior. Pavel, thanks for joining us, and good luck on the course. Well, thanks a lot. It was fun. Now, that guy's different. He's very different. I used to work with him. Yeah. Our, our sponsor is Town & Country. He works for Town & Country Pest Solutions. They have a YouTube page. You can go to YouTube, search Town & Country Pest Solutions, and see some of the... Those guys get themselves in crazy situations. He's crazy. There's a one video of him diving into the water to pull a snake out. Very large snake. I don't know what kind it was. There's all. He's always on Facebook with this injury or oh, that yeah. injury. You know, he's oh, got yeah. blood here. He's got this hanging out of his leg. But or he's getting sprayed by something. One time we tra when I worked with him, we trapped a, uh, a raccoon, and but it got out of the trap. I don't remember what, but Pavel is chasing this, not a raccoon, chasing this skunk around, like with no no protective gear or anything on, picks it up, gets sprayed, doesn't care, throws it in the trap. He's nuts. I've also one time saw him, he didn't feel like getting a ladder out, 
So he just scaled the side of this guy's house, like in the corner where he could one foot on the right, one foot on the left. He probably went back and forth about three times, got up onto the roof without a ladder, then turned around and asked me if I was coming. <laughs> no, no, Pavel, I'm not. He is. He's got to be one of the toughest guys I know. Oh, you know, and yeah. he's a good. Uh, he's a good fit for American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just the things that he does. Um, I wouldn't want to try to keep up with him. No. So he, it, he got bored one time, decided he wanted to try MMA, and he fought a guy that actually does that stuff. It's the only time I've actually seen him get hurt. He messed up his ribs pretty good, but he's just crazy enough to do stuff like that. He's nuts. I remember he came to the, was it his bachelor party, or was it his birthday party where they played paintball? <laughs> Yeah. And it was just, he stood there while everybody shot at him. There's like 10 or 12 guys just unloading their paintball guns on yep. him. He's insane. Oh. You're listening to Benson and those guys. As we said, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We'll be right back after this. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You may recall the Little League team from Chicago called Jackie Robinson West. They won the title in 2014, then had it vacated because they used improper players, players who were part of neighboring districts and not their own. They have since sued Little League. Their attorney says the lawsuit alleges that Little League International failed to provide information to Jackie Robinson West, explaining its punishment. The suit also alleges... The league failed to mention any specific violation of the rules. The attorney named Victor Henderson said he isn't claiming that Jackie Robinson West did not have ineligible players. He admits that. But he said Little League rulebook requires the league to check with each team's paperwork during tournament play, and any protest should be lodged before games are played, not after. I don't know why Little League doesn't do this. You should review all the paperwork, and maybe they do now after this incident. That should all be reviewed in advance, and all teams should be reviewed, and this should be settled before they even get on the field. But the fact is, you did play with ineligible players. This is a terrible story. These were great kids, but you played with ineligible players. To bring a lawsuit into it at this point just seems like sour grapes as if you're really not out to get something for yourself, but you're trying to muddy somebody else's name. I think of Matthew 7.12, the golden rule. So whatsoever you wish that that others would do to you, do also to them. 
for this is the law and the prophets. Notice that this was not in the negative. This wasn't a don't do. Jesus wasn't saying don't do this. He's saying do this. Take the positive approach. Do to other people what you would have them do to you. I think if you apply that here, you say, listen, I'm not bringing a lawsuit. I wouldn't want it brought against me. We used ineligible players, but I'm not going to bring a lawsuit in it because I wouldn't want somebody muddy in my name. I'm going, I'm going to take the high road. I'm not going to muddy theirs. The fact is, by taking the high road, you're letting somebody muddy their own name if they want to do that. You're not doing it to them. These were great kids, very polite. It was They were fun to see on TV. Mm-hmm. They, they were well-mannered. And, and to see this is terrible for youth baseball. Well, this is why adults should just not be involved in these things. They're ruining it. They're absolutely ru- I have a few questions. One, who's paying for this lawyer? Is it the fees all the kids have to pay to, or the parents' kids have to I'm, pay to I'm play? I'm sure like, the parents have gotten is, together. I'm sure the district have gotten together. And I'm sure it came about because a coach on the other side who may or may not have had ineligible players. I have no idea. I guess my understanding is that what they're saying is you're not checking all the rosters of the teams. Mm -hmm. And they're probably right. You need to do that. Before they get to Pennsylvania, you should have verified the rosters of everybody, not just the winning team. Coming to them after they won and saying, well, you used ineligible players, that's a little late to the party. You should have done that beforehand, and you should have done that to every single team, and that's their contention. But that doesn't change the fact that you used ineligible players. You used players uh, that were from other divisions. It's It's no different than a few years ago. When what was it, Danny Almonte, the twenty-seven-year-old <laughs> that yeah, with a house and a mortgage and, <laughs> and, and a wife at home, you know, uh, same type situation. You were breaking the rules. The player was not eligible. By the way, they're no longer playing Little League. They are playing uh, Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken series baseball. I, I doubt they even care anymore. Well, true. And, and as far as anybody knows, they, I think we talked about this way back originally when the story broke was that they had all those experiences. Mm-hmm. You vacate the title, but they won on the field. They celebrated on the field. They went to the White House. They had all those great memories. You can't take that away from them. Adults getting involved and saying, well, no, we want the official title. I can't imagine that the kids care. No. And one of the things that really bothers me in this entire thing is, what's, what's the whistleblower's name? Chris Jaynes or something like that, I think his name is. He's, he's had death threats, people saying, I hope you burn in hell. Are you kidding me? This is over Little League baseball. There are so many more issues going on in the world, and you're going to worry about this to the point where you're going to sue Little League baseball and send death threats to the guy that blew the whistle? Get your priorities straight. Get your head checked. This is not that big of a deal. Well, it'd be interesting to see where this goes. It's disturbing that parents are going to dig this out because nobody comes away from this looking good. If you get the title... They give it back to you, whatever. The court decides, yep, you guys won. It's ugly. Well, if you don't get the, if they don't give it back to you, it's ugly. It, the whole there, there's no real winner in this. Just let it let it go. Well, don't don't court cases usually take years. So by the time let's just say they do give the title back, what are these kids going to be? 16, 17 years old? Do you think they're really going to care? There's no question that they broke the rules. Oh yeah, no one's to me. No one's to me, that's. That's really the bottom line. If there's no question that they broke the rules, then move on. It's one of these situations where, okay, I broke the rules, but what about what about that guy or what about the guy over there? Well, worry more about yourself. Don't worry about that guy. We'll deal with him. Speaking of 
baseball, this was a week where catches by fans made the news. Starting with one that was real interesting. Former Major League outfielder Eric Burns, he retired from baseball in 2010. Mm -hmm. You might remember he played, I think, with the the D-backs. I know he was with the A's for a while, but he Mm -hmm. was at Yankee Stadium with his family. A foul ball comes, and he's carrying his son. The ball was hit. He dove and made the catch. (laughs) He says, so the ball was hit. Right, and I'm texting, uh, he's texting Marlins pitcher Dan Heron in one hand to thank him for the tickets. I'm dealing with the kid, bam, bam, and the foam finger. And then this, at the same time, I'm in mid-chug of my cold, frosty adult beverage. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I see this ball coming up, and it's, it's immediately, first thing to go, cell phone. Who cares? Tossed it. Completely shattered, by the way. Cell phone gone. The next thing, kid gone. Tossed him out of the way. Okay, got two things out of the way. The last one is the cold adult beverage. Properly put that in the cup holder and then just <laughs> went after it. And you can't really tell, but there's a guy underneath me and another kid underneath me. You idiot. His so, instincts took over, man. You're just going after a fly ball. Yeah, his instincts are way out of whack. Listen, this guy throws his cell phone, and, and I'm sure he's embellishing f- some to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I threw the cell phone. I kind of tossed my kid. I landed on another man. I landed on another kid, but I protected the beverage and caught the ball. <laughs> like you're some sort of hero. You're an idiot, Eric Burns. Protect your kid. <laughs> Who cares if you get a foul ball? They're $8. Go buy a new baseball. I'm pretty sure he has enough baseballs at home anyway. One would think. But then there was this cat in Chicago. You this was to- awesome. Well, same type deal. He held on to the kid, though. The kid was dangling there. <laughs> he and still I held on to him. People are celebrating this guy. <laughs> well, he, he was able to feed the kid and catch the ball. Moron, what are you doing? Now, first off, you you reached into play. Mm-hmm. The batter was called out. By he the, was, yeah. But you reached into play. You should have been ejected. Now, I, I do debate that a little bit. I under there's there should be a railing there. This is Wrigley Field. By the way, the Cubs ought to know better after the Bartman experience. But my good, put a rail in, give a little space because when it when a foul ball is there, I'm going to defend the fan a little bit. Your instincts take over. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Not to the point Airplanes. where you're throwing your kid around <laughs> and jumping on other kids, but the instincts come over and you're just reaching up looking for the ball. And I don't think you really are, are well aware of where you are. So you reached into play. But you reached into play, you should have been ejected. My issue is, why are you so worried about the ball when you're just sort of dangling your kid there in your other hand? It, it, it drives me nuts watching full-grown men go nuts over a baseball. Like, oh, because a major leaguer fouled it off. This is, this is the best thing ever. When you watch those in the stands, and the, the amount of people that get crushed just oh, yeah. taken out, which is, brings me to this next one, this Zach Hampel who got Alex Rodriguez's 30,000th hit. This He says this, this is he's got 8,000-some balls. He calls himself a professional ball catcher. That's <laughs> what he does. Book he, out there? He goes to the stadiums. He catches balls. Now, he's, he's not sure he wants to give this one back. Not sure what's going on. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Make a decision, you woman. Hey, you know. I know exactly what I would do. I didn't even have to think about it. Alex Rodriguez wants this ball. Hundred grand. That's where I'm starting. Hundred grand. You want the ball? Pay me. You have it. You have more than a hundred grand. You probably have that in your wallet right now. Pay me if you want it, and then we'll work down from there. A hundred grand for a ball. 
It's his 3,000th hit. I, I understand that, but that's crazy. That's yes, it's nuts. He's not going to give that to me. We can work our way down from there. What, what he gives you tickets? You get a seat? Whatever. No, I don't you, care. I bought the t- I can buy the tickets. Give me the money. No. See, I, I think it's, a, especially if it's a monumental ball, you make the trade. Remember the guy who got honest. the Jeter ball? Yeah, if it was Jeter, I'd just give it back and be like, no, here, so I just want to shake personalities. Yeah, this is A-Rod. I'm going to make him pay me. My bigger issue is not the fact. Uh, I think you should give the ball back. I think the Yankees should give him something. A-Rod should give him something. I think a hundred grand is unrealistic. You start with that. But my bigger down. issue is if you've got 8,000 balls, there is no doubt in my mind you are taking people out to get them. Yeah. <laughs> These two guys, Eric Burns and this other fellow, just dangling their kids. Uh, Eric Burns admitting I, there was a kid under me, there was a dad under me, but I, I got the ball and protected my beer. And then this guy's got 8,000. When the ball's hit to you, if you're in the stands, catch the ball. That's fine. I, mm-hmm. Listen, there's going to be two or three people. But if you're going over six or seven people, three How? or four rows over to get a ball, it's a ball, man. How does this guy have 8,000 balls from going to games? I've I've been going to baseball games my entire life, thousands of games I have been to. I've gotten maybe one or two foul balls in my my entire life. What is this guy doing to get himself in position to get Taking that many people ball? out? That's yeah. my point. No courtesy, no respect for the sitting. Does he bring his glove? Full grown man with his glove. That's always fun to see. Just in case the team asks to play. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one we of need the best pitcher. Before we go to break, one of the best stories I have on a home run ball. We were all at a game at Yankee Stadium. We're sitting in in, in right field, and we, we there was a bunch of us. So there's there's two rows. And I remember seeing, it was just off to my left. My buddy in front of me, sitting diagonal to my left, reaches up, and he doesn't catch it. It goes through his hands. But the best part is the guy sitting directly by him, which was to my left, took it right off the forehead. <laughs> and you could see when it swole, swole, swelled up, uh, you could see the laces. So my man is walking around with his welt on his forehead with laces across it, and he didn't even get the ball. It bounced back and somebody else got it. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives. Ants are driving everyone nuts and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. We've been telling you for a few weeks now that the G&T Youth Soccer is registering for both the 14U Division and the extremely popular Happy Five Division for ages 11 and under. Well, the 11U Boys Division is now full and the others are filling quickly. So if you have a young soccer player who wants to play, get registered today. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 15th, continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited, and as we've been telling you, the program is very popular, so don't delay. Registration is now open at gntsoccer.com. 
gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. The program's been around serving the community for over 24 years. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Welcome back to Benson and those guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We had the opportunity the other night to get a demonstration of blind baseball. By the way, the 2015 Beep Baseball World Series will be taking place right here in Rochester, New York at the Grayson Truth Sports Park. Darren, you got to participate. That junk was hard. <laughs> but you know you know when you're a kid and you blindfold yourself, but you can you can see through it. And you can pretty much cheat at whatever you're doing. Now, these blindfolds were legit. I was blind, like 100% could not tell if it was light or dark out blind. And, man, that that beeping, you think, oh, I'm going to hear it coming, I can hit it. No. Fielding it is just as hard as well. The teams that come, there'll be teams coming from all over the world. There's uh, one or two Taiwanese teams. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a Canadian team. There's a Korean team. There's teams from all over the United States. They'll be playing their championship here. And here's the basic concept is there's a, uh, a buoy, for lack of a better term. It's a padded buoy that would be first and third base. Mm-hmm. And the pitcher pitches a ball. It's an oversized softball. The pitcher who can see, by the, the way. A seeing pitcher. The, the ball beeps. The batter, uh, who is blind, hits a ball. And once he hits it, one of the two pillars then buzz. And the object is that he needs to reach the pillar... Uh, or the buoy, before one of the fielders get control of the beeping ball. Now, the fielders are blind, Mm -hmm. so they're seeking this ball simply. It it was really fascinating, and to watch you the other night (laughs) trying to hit the ball and also trying to field the ball, finally. I did field one. You did. And and you actually, and you also had an opportunity to run to the base, Mm -hmm. and, and you did fairly well at that. And, of course, hitting would seem to be the hardest, but... Watching it was fascinating, and watching the blind people do it um, was even more than fascinating. You sit there, and you're watching everyone else try because everyone got to try it. You know nothing's in your way between home plate and the base, but as soon as you get that blindfold on and you start running blindly towards a beeping base, you think there's a crater in the way or you're going to run into somebody. Your mind holds you back more than anything else. I was I was terrified half the time. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Fielding I think was the worst. Like pitching, I knew the guy wasn't gonna hit me. It's pretty hard when you're standing four feet away. But but fielding was was honestly kind of terrifying. You can Google beep baseball if you want to see it. Um, probably one of the first ones to come up would be a piece ESPN three e sixty. E sixty, yeah had done on it fascinating piece do not think we looked like that by the way those guys are very very good at it 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 is amazing and it'll be taking place here in rochester july 26th through august 1st at grace and true sports park for more information you can uh, check out monroe county sports commission or nbba.org that is the national beep baseball association or maybe it's blind baseball i'm not sure which but nbba.org we're talking about the blind baseball players and how impressive they are. On the other side of that, let's go to the major leagues. Let's talk about the New York Yankees and CC Sabathia, Ugh. who has been less than impressive. He is struggling. He's terrible, he, and he's and he's killing the Yankees. The, he is. I got to tell you, seven year contracts are no good. The Yankees have so many of these players. Uh, you can think of a Rod, the money they're paying him. Now he actually is having a terrific year. 
but I think they'd rather not be paying the money. A great year, but not worth the money he's making. Agreed, but he really is putting up very good numbers. And by the end of the year, he might be putting up numbers that are worthy of what you're paying him. But these seven-year contracts, they got Masahiro Tanaka on one of those contracts, and he got shelled the other night Mm -hmm. versus Detroit. Uh, Five innings, gave up ten hits, five in runs. But CeCe Sabathia is 3-7 and with a 5.65 ERA in 15 starts. He's bad. 144 whip, too. I think Yankees have no choice but eventually but to put him in the bullpen. But that's a move that they're not going to do. Uh, they're going to put that move off as long as possible. I think you got to do it sooner than later. I, You would think. But, man, he's a leader in your clubhouse. He is, he is one of the – he's been a great pitcher for a number of years. You don't put guys like that in the bullpen. You don't disrespect him that way. It's just not – it, it's you want to call it an unwritten baseball rule or whatever. It's not done. Playoff time, you might do that. You go with your top guns, but here's here's what's going to happen. One of those other guys are going to have to play their way in mm-hmm. and force Joe Girardi's hand. He's give opponents are hitting three oh six off him with a three thirty six on base percentage. He can't keep people off base. He's awful. The only impressive thing going on in his season right now, he's got as a starter, he's got. 8Ks per 9 innings. That could be a big help in the bullpen. I, mean, be, if, I, I try to approach him with this. I know you're saying you can't do it, but CeCe, be a team player, man. We got five other pitchers who are much better than you who should be starting. I think you can help out in the bullpen a lot better than you can in the rotation. And what role in the bullpen? You have, you have your short... He's not going to be a short guy. No. You got Miller coming back. You got Batanzas out there. Um, Shreve has been doing great out of the bullpen. You, you, their bullpen is already outstanding. That is maybe the best bullpen in baseball. And now you're going to throw CC Sabathia into it, who has struggled as a starter. Just There is no spot, really, for CC in the bullpen. You're going to put him in the long relief, and how often do you really need that? Especially, like I say, if CeCe's going to be put into the bullpen, it's going to be because Ivan Nova or one of the other guys put him there. I think Adam Warren is the guy that's going to end up there. Which the is only, a shame. Well, the only reason, if if he were to play his way so that Girardi had no choice but to leave him in there, now you got guys that are forcing CeCe out there. Here's the double-edged sword, sword with that. If they're playing that well, you don't need a long reliever. True. So, I, Warren is pitching pretty well, man. I think he's earned... I think he's earned a little bit longer of a leash and earned the chance to continue to pitch. I mean, three six two ERA with a one two one games right. had some, you know. Yeah, he's competing. I, he's com- he's competing more than CC is. Yeah, but he's not competing to the level where you're going to replace a legend, uh, somebody that's had a hall of well, I wouldn't say a hall of fame career, but an all star career. Uh, you're not going to replace that guy. You know, what ruined CC that playoff run when he was with uh, Milwaukee when he pitched like on. One day rest five times in a row or whatever. Then he came to the Yankees and had four four tremendous years. So all that all that time though, all those pitches, it, it, it catches up with you as we're seeing. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solution. The other side of the break, we're going to have our pest of the week. You're listening to Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solution. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives. Ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. 
but thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. Sean Diddy Combs was in the news this week simply for protecting his son, and I, I can't help but feel like the media and general public are against him because he's a rapper. I get that rhyming words in a rhythm with a beat offends most people living in a suburban area, but listen up. He did not do anything you wouldn't have done. He protected his precious child from a tyrannical sports program that thinks it owns someone because they gave him a free education and some Nike swag. This disgusts me. Athletes' lives matter, and Diddy is a hero. He grabbed a kettleball and tried to put an end to the oppression. He's a liberator, not a criminal. The only criminal here is the kettleball because we all know rappers don't assault people kettleballs do we need better kettleball control it's clearly a danger to our society and while we're at it we need to change UCLA's name because even though I'm not quite sure what a Bruin is it offends me and I will not be silent until the actual Bruins out there are avenged this injustice has been going on for far too long so join me today at 4 p.m. while I demonstrate my ignorance by burning a UCLA flag these symbols of oppression need to be banned thank you Diddy for opening the world's eyes to the dangers of kettleball and the oppressive UCLA football program at the end of every program we go around the room and give our pests of the week this week zach is away enjoying a well-earned vacation with his family he'll be back in time to produce the recorded segments of the show but in studios only darren and myself so i'll go ahead and give you my pest of the week first my pest of the week is clint dempsey the seattle sounders for grabbing and ripping up referee daniel radford's is that harry potter Who? daniel radford oh i think it's radcliffe Oh, am I right? I don't know. Anyway, Clint Dempsey received a three-game suspension. He'll be he's already been he's already served two of them. He'll be suspended for Sunday's game against Portland, but now he's also going to have a six-game or two-year ban from being allowed to play in the U.S. Open Cup game. So, oh. whichever's longer, six games, two years, whichever's longer, he's ineligible. Grabbing the in a just a fit of anger. If you see the video, it's, it's just... I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, grabbing the notebook from the official, tore it up when a teammate was given a red car. He disagreed Clint, with the call. He's sticking up for his teammate. You're, you're acting like a jerk. Clint <laughs> Dempsey is my pest of the week. My pest of the week is Warren Sapp. Uh, he's been in the news lately, you know, with the, the escort thing and whatever. Now he's also been charged with three counts of domestic violence uh, stemming from a fight with his girlfriend uh, in Las Vegas two months ago he he's accused of biting her and then stomping on his girlfriend's head during an altercation dude you were an nfl defensive lineman you are a huge monster of a man and you bit and stomped on your girlfriend's head like, you're an awful human being maybe the worst person i i can think of right now so warren sap my pest of the week for biting and stomping his girlfriend well, that's our show for this week. I want to thank Pavel Fizuk for joining us here on the program. Check him out Monday night on NBC's American Ninja Warrior. 
For those guys, I'm Benson. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Have a great week, everybody. God bless.